0: Welcome to an encouraging word from Pastor Elliot Warren from Cross-Culture Church in Houston, Texas. Those that know their God will not be touched by whatever Satan does. He will not cause you to stumble or fall. They will be strong, full of courage to face every day with a smile. And rejoicing. They will do great exploits. They will not be hidden in their caves. This is the day of great exploits. They will have peace in the middle of all the storms going on. And they're going to be blessed. I will tell you, servants of God and those that have been sowing for so many years, there's a great season of reaping coming upon you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be so amazing, and the world's going to be able to look and go, "What in the world? How in the world did that happen to you?" You're going to be able to tell them. Praise God for that. Does that mean there won't be anybody having trials? No, but you're going to look, and I, as I've said, I'm seeing it already. So many people just seem to be blessed beyond explanation. Now, for those that do not draw near to God, those that will not draw near in this. Season of difficulty and shaking. They will be vulnerable to Satan's deception. They will be vulnerable to Satan's lies, to Satan's schemes, to Satan's manipulation. They will be driven back and forth and back and forth. Their emotions will be driven. They will be unstable and tormented, and they will be poisoned in their minds with bitterness and hatred, and they will also be filled, I would say, with the world's ideas. That's just what happens. And there are certain times in life when the pressure for those kinds of things to happen are more so than at other times. I can say without any doubt, the pressure for that kind of thing right now is a lot worse much worse than it was 30 years ago for example and i believe that the intensity of it's going to grow and eventually where we're go- going i think that you're going to be able to see that the light is going to get more and more bright the the those that are serving the lord it's going to be more and more clear there's going to be a separating of the darkness from them as as the light gets brighter and they're they're realizing oh i can't allow this stuff in my life The the light in the body of Christ in this time of trial is going to be brighter. But the darkness to those who have not drawn near to God and those who will reject God and turn away from God is going to get darker and darker. Their minds are going to get more and more dark. And they will come against everything that's good and they will do it with everything that's on the inside of them thinking that they're doing what they need to do. Now, in 1 Timothy 4, verse 1, it says this, The Spirit clearly, emphatically, with an exclamation mark, the Spirit emphatically says, In the latter days, some will depart from the face, giving heed to deceitful spirits and instructions or training or teaching ideas Of demons. Now, I want to mention here before I go on, I don't think all of this is going to come from the church only. I believe a lot of these doctrines of demons, ideas of demons, teachings, instruction of demons come directly from our culture. And sadly to say, a lot of these teachings of demons from the culture actually come into people who call themselves Christians and are in the church. They're influenced by these. But where are these forces coming from? They're coming from television. They're coming from movies. They're coming from the news. They're coming from TV shows. They come from so many different angles. From your workplace. These kind of things. It's like the spirit of this age. There's a doctrine of this age. If you'd step back and look at it, you'd go, wow, there's a cohesive kind of doctrine in the world today how much are you influenced by it would be i guess the bigger question but let me back up and read this verse again okay the spirit clearly says it must be pretty important in the latter days some will depart from the faith why because they're paying attention to they're giving heed they're giving space in their mind to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons, being influenced, impacted by, influenced by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared as with a hot iron. So they're being influenced by people that can lie and not even blink an eye. They can be so convincing. They can look so genuine and real and believable and lie and convince and influence and i just say we have a lot of lying hypocrites in many high places in the land that have a platform that speak to influence man it's it's the crazy thing now this whole this kind of thing so gets under my skin so to speak to think of evil people knowingly lying to promote their doctrine, their agenda, their ideas. You know, it's a horrible thing. And the Word of God says, lying, influential hypocrites. Lying, influential hypocrites are going to lead many astray from their walk with God. That is a horrible thing to think about. But you need to wake up. And I would just want to say... The church needs to not be gullible. We need to be centered on Christ. And you can't go, oh, I'm not going to be gullible. And then you don't go to God. That means you're strong in yourself. Oh, you're just so brilliant. You're not going to be gullible. No, we're all gullible in a sense if we don't come to God and humble ourselves and seek his truth. I'm telling you, every one of us are gullible. Now, I've mentioned that a lot of these people are in the world that are hypocrites. They're in the church too. Jesus said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. What's leaven? Leaven is something, it's a little bit of something that can be sown into something and it mixes with a lot of something. You see, you take a little leaven, it leavens the whole lump of dough, right? So he's saying, don't let the part in them get into you because if you allow that leaven that is in the Pharisees get into you. It will go all throughout you, and it will impact your life. It will have an influence on you. It will change the nature of who you are, even though you only got a little bit of it. Wow, that's just, that's so powerful. Now, what's, again, leaven, power to influence. What's a Pharisee? A Pharisee is like a religious authority. But Jesus called the Pharisees hypocrites now i want to just mention this about a religious hypocrite a religious a religious hypocrite can know so many scriptures a religious hypocrite a pharisee can know so much of what is in the word of god but they cannot apply it accurately to today they will use scriptures to manipulate you to get you to think a certain way but they cannot accurately apply what the scriptures say to today there's a story that i think is so neat where jesus goes and he heals this blind man man and the pharisees can't stand it they get him in and they say who healed you oh i don't know the guy must be a prophet i mean hey no he's a sinner he's a sinner you see the pharisees They know all these scriptures much more than that man who had been blind knows, right? They know a lot more than he knows. This man's going, I know that had to be God. He saw something and him getting (laughs) healed. And all the Pharisees are going, no, that can't be God. God, that's not God. Who do you think you are? We know so much more than you do. You're just a sinner. Man, that's the craziest idea. But let me just tell you essentially what's happening here. Here all these people. They know all these scriptures, and they're able to use them to influence people and get them in the wrong direction, doing the wrong things, because they're not able to perceive really or hear from God about what's going on today. This man who did not know so very much is blind. He's begging for his living. One day somebody heals him. Hey, that guy had to be from God. Later, Jesus sees him, and Jesus says, Do you believe in the Son of God, the Son of Man? And the guy goes, Who is he? I am he. (laughs) The guy goes, I believe. Now, you might go, Oh, that's not valid. He didn't know enough scriptures to believe. He didn't have to believe. No, he had an encounter with God. He saw God in something happening, and he was able to go, That's God. And he learned from it. So many people that know so many scriptures cannot see God because they don't have a relationship with him. Jesus said, if you believe Moses, you believe me. All of them would have said, oh, we believe Moses. We believe Moses. Jesus is going, no, not, no, you don't. You just think you believe. And I'd say so many people say they believe in Christ, but they don't know him. They can't hear him. They can't see what he's doing. It is very, very important. That if you are a believer, that you back up and you ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, and that you start looking and you're acknowledging and recognizing what God is doing. is super important. Now, I just want to mention this for a moment. Have you noticed so many Christians are upset at Christians in this hour? Some Christians say this, some say that. And it's not just that they differ in opinion. That's just normal. We ought to all be able to share our opinions and ideas and thoughts, but there's so much anger being spewed out at each other. Such a lack of grace in the way things are done. Now, I'm not saying the majority, but it's just a significant minority okay, of people. Why is that happening? Now, I want you to think how crazy this is. And you could think about any issue that has brought division in the church lately. Think about this. You've got good people that love God on all sides of most of these issues. People, these good people, all have the same values in most any issue. They want justice, they want righteousness, they want freedom, they want godliness, they want revival. Why can't we walk together? You not think about that? What's the problem? I think there are a variety of things, but one element that I would say perhaps is there is that they've all been fed different narratives from different angles, maybe by confused people, other people, maybe by liars and hypocrites. I just want us to all think about things like that because We need to be able to be discerning. Let me just tell you this. The church is his ultimate target. He will come one day if we do not unify. He's trying to bring division. He wants to bring it in the church. Why? Because he knows a universal truth that works in the demonic kingdom or God's kingdom. A kingdom divided cannot stand. God's kingdom has power when there is unity, when we are one. That doesn't mean we have to agree on every single thing, on on how everything is happening. But we cannot allow the world to feed us their narratives, to plant bitterness and pictures of this and that. I am telling you, you need to disengage sometimes and you need to just clean yourself out and ask God to help with this nation needs that. This church world in America needs that right now because Satan's ultimate goal is to divide the church and bring it down because they are his greatest enemy. And if you look at this world, it's not just by happenstance things happen. There are spiritual elements behind them. And if you recognize that there's a devil working to bring everything down and that the church is his greatest enemy in the earth, you'll recognize his ultimate goal is to disempower the very ones that have been given power over him. So remember, his ultimate target is the church. Guess what? He'll also want to blame the church for anything bad. He'll call the church the most hateful. We're the re- This is where it will go. We're the reasons for the problems in society. We're the reasons why society isn't progressing to this and this to the greater heights of uh, whatever. We're not accepting of the new morality, the new all the new genders and everything else, you see. And we're the ones causing the problem. We'll get blamed for everything. We'll be the ones who are seen as evil. And the ones who are evil will be seen as the lights of society. If you remember, maybe you don't know this, but in the early church, Rome, during the times of the early church, Rome burned down. Two-thirds of Rome burned. During the days of Nero, guess what he did? He goes, the Christians are responsible for that. He blamed the Christians for that. And he pegged them with things that others had done. And what he do? He had Christians fed to the lions in front of everybody. I cannot even imagine that. Can you imagine going to the, you know, it's like a ball game of your day. Hey, let's go see. What are, they, what are we going to be doing today, Daddy? Oh, they're going to be feeding some Christians to the lions. Oh, I don't know if I want to see. Oh, come on. It's fun. You'll get used to it. Oh, man, I cannot believe that, right? That's the craziest thing. Can you believe mankind used to do that? And you go, oh, I can't believe mankind would do that. Let me just tell you, unredeemed man is the very same today he was back then, and he can get corrupted mighty fast if the church isn't doing its part. Man's no different. Man is no different than he was then. But anyway, he blamed all the Christians, and he honored the false and the ungodly.